0: Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Why Should I podcast. I am so excited for today's guest. She's the founder of Let's Echo and is on a mission to help women communicators find their voice and fulfill their destiny through inspirational content and practical coaching. Her husband, Joel, is a great prophetic voice in the body of Christ, and together they are a dynamic duo. I came across her ministry a while back and have just found um, so much value and wisdom in the content that she puts out. So she's an incredible preacher chick with an incredible story (laughs) to tell. So Amy Stockstill, welcome to the podcast. Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me today. I'm pumped. Yeah, for sure. We are talking about something... I know you're passionate about, you love, I'm passionate about, I love, and that's the idea of developing our voice and mm-hmm. uh, just kind of stepping out as women who um, are called to ministry and called to um, preach and teach the message of the gospel. So I've, I've, no matter where you find yourself in life, we all communicate and we can all get better um, no matter what your, you know, your job looks like or your um, every day, we, we all communicate. So where did this kind of passion develop and, and come from uh, for you? Tell us a little bit about that. Well,
1: you mentioned my amazing husband, and I never had any kind of desire, any kind of thought, any kind of hope to become a speaker. I actually have a degree in interior design, and my whole heart was to have my own TV show on HGTV. (laughs) And then I got married to my husband, and he said, welcome to the ministry. That was my ministry training. And everywhere that we would go, we traveled and spoke for the first five years of our marriage, My husband would volunteer slash push slash force me uh, to speak and I was terrible at it and this is not false humility. I really hated it Mm. and I wasn't good at it because I had never taken any time to develop myself or to to develop my voice. So when I got pushed in this direction, there was a lot of hesitation. There was a lot of self-doubt. There was a lot of crying Mm -hmm. (laughs) and a lot of being miserable and a lot of growth that has come into it. So I thought, you know what, if I have this amazing husband and I have these opportunities and I had mentors at the time and I had great friends and great family. If I have all of this support, but I'm still struggling to develop my voice, I know that thousands, millions of women who could and should be using their voice for God. I know if I'm struggling with it, they probably are as well. So mm. that all of the deep insecurities that were coming up in me kind of gave me the inspiration to develop Let's Echo in order to help other women that might also be feeling those same insecurities as I as I was moving through.
0: Totally. So how do you think we can overcome those insecurities and in comparisons? <laughs> Obviously such a big thing, but, um, yeah, kind of speaking of that a little bit, I feel like, um, so much, yeah, we don't want to step out cause we're like, I'm not qualified. I don't know what to say or, you know, all these different things that arise. So what are some tips sure. that kind of help with that?
1: I feel like there's four major areas of how we can develop our voice in a systematic way. I think a lot of times speaking is a lot like working out. You mm. can just jump right in and you have no idea what you're doing. You go gangbusters and then you hurt yourself or you work out too, you lift weight that's too heavy. And they're like, man, I really suck at this. I'm never going back to the gym. <laughs> we do, We do that with speaking. And I found that there's probably four areas. Number one is prayer. Mm-hmm. If you're not praying, and if you're not asking the source of words and the source of power and the source of confidence, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Yes. You have to pray and ask the Holy Ghost. When we, see the, the, when we see the Holy Spirit in the Bible, it's always connected to boldness and power. Mm-hmm. So why would we try to use our voice for God without going to the source? So number one, you need to pray and you need to pray every day. And you need to pray open, honest prayers. Like, hey, God, I hate the sound of my voice. Mm. What do I do about that? Hey, Lord, I try to talk and then my words get all jammery. Just just like uh, Moses in the Bible. He is, if not one of like the most predominant voice in the Old Testament, when God called him to use his voice to lead his people, the people of Israel into freedom, he protested three times and then he pleaded twice Mm. for God to not make him lead and use his voice. Yeah. He was so honest with God. Who am I? Who's going to listen to me? What if they don't listen to me? What am I going to say? He was so honest with God that he was, literally came to a place where he was pleading with God not to use him. So mm-hmm. pray and talk normally to God, complain, wail, cry, do what you got to do so that you can wrestle down the calling to say, to say yes. And you're only going to continue to say yes for the long haul if you pray. Mm. Number two, study. Timothy says, study to show yourself approved. Study, 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 study until your brain hurts. Watch, listen to podcasts just like this. I applaud you. This is part of studying. Uh, read books that you don't understand. Grow and stretch to get to a place where, you know, as your competency rises, your confidence rises. Mm-hmm. As your competency rises, your confidence rises. But if you do nothing, to pour in and to study and to grow. You can't expect your confidence to just come out of nowhere. Yeah. The third thing is training, get training. I know when I started, this is a huge reason why I started Let's Echo. There was not a woman in my life that cared that I was just dying to myself in order to preach the gospel.
0: Yeah.
1: There was no one training me. My husband was like, get out there, do it, figure it out along the way, make a million mistakes, like... Mm-hmm. And he was telling me how to change and how to grow, but there was not a woman. There was not a preacher's course. There was not a preacher's weekend or a workshop. Now they're popping up all over the place. I started Echo 2017. There was not one that I knew of. I could not find anyone to train me. Wow. Now they're everywhere. Just put it in or go to let's echo. Uh, or you go to echoweekend.com. I host a training. Do the work. And the last thing, if you want to get over the self-doubt and the insecurities, this is the fourth and final tip that I'll give you. We did study. We did prayer, study, training. And the fourth one is reps. You have to get reps in. Mm. You, You have to have a small group. You have to gather your friends together and practice and preach and let them time you and go to the streets. You have to practice on the cashiers. If you want to get over yourself, essentially, and all your insecurities, you have to know what it feels like to make that mistake and keep going. Because yeah. a lot of our insecurities like, oh, I'm going to mess up. I'm afraid to look dumb. I'm afraid to make, mix up my words. And the truth of the matter is you should be af- not necessarily afraid, but you should be aware that you're going to do all of those things. Yeah, You absolutely are going to misquote scripture you absolutely are going to go blank at some point. It's guaranteed that you're going to stumble over your words. These are not things that we can get around. It's going to happen. So instead of being afraid of it, go out there and do it. And then be like, oh, it wasn't that bad to mess up. It wasn't that bad to misquote scripture. That's yeah. Those are the ways to get better. It's really to pray and do the work.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's so good. So uh, what, does, what does sermon prep look like for you when you uh, get an invitation, you got something coming up, like kind of walk us through that process?
1: I never wait to get an invitation to sermon prep.
0: Ooh, that is
1: backwards. Okay. You, as you prepare, opportunities will come. Yeah, But so many rookie preachers make the mistake of sitting around and saying, God, use me. I'm open. I'm ready. People text me or like reach out to me in my DMS all the time. How can I get more speaking invitations? And I'll say, how many messages do you have prepared? Oh, hmm. none. Well, okay. Your first step is do the work prepare when you prepare yourself Opportunities will come. Mm -hmm. If you just wait on your hands and do nothing, well, God's like, girl, you ain't ready. Yeah. But if you have this arsenal, so I have six to seven to eight messages I'm working on constantly. And I never just sit down and sermon prep once. I'm always banking stories. I'm banking revelation. I'm banking ideas. Every single day for my Bible reading plan, I'm writing a mini blog to help myself practice and do the work of articulating my wow. thoughts from the scripture. So I, it might be a little unconventional, but I'm always sermon prepping. When I'm waiting in line today, I was in traffic forever at this stoplight. Well, I just cranked out a little blog on voice text message because it was, what's going through my brain. Yeah. Or like, instead of looking at Instagram in the line at Nordstrom today, I just wrote a little more on my blog. I mean, these are, it's a mindset, mind set shift to go. I could either try to do this all in one where my kids are running around, or if you don't have kids, you're trying, you go to try to go to Starbucks and you're making sure you look cute in case a man comes, whatever, you know, like whatever, whatever season of life you're in, if you try to just sit down and crank out a sermon, you're going to be super distracted. You have to do it as you go. And then you sit down and you pull the pieces together. And I always prep. I mean, I always uh, preach out of what God is speaking to me in the last week or two. So this Mm. is what I call hot bread. You want to okay. throw hot bread, hot manna at people. And you can't do that unless you're consistently reading your Bible. Yeah. So I'll read my Bible and then I write a word. And then if that word got has me thinking on, man, I'm thinking about that a lot. I'm really thinking about that a lot. That is a key that the Holy Spirit is trying to speak to you. So mm-hmm. then as I'm thinking about that, I'll think about what stories connect to that. What quote connects to that? Is there another scripture? What, it, what does Jesus have to say about this? And that's how I pull my sermons together kind of at, at, the, at the last part of it. It's like I'm always, if you think about cooking dinner, you could go to the store. And if you have 30 minutes to cook, you could run to the store, get all the ingredients and try to throw some together. But it probably won't be that good. But if you're like, hey, I need this ingredient and tomorrow I need that ingredient because I'm going to cook something on Saturday. You pull all the pieces together mm-hmm. and then on Saturday you have everything you need to cook and you just do it.
0: Yeah. yeah. So that's sure. how I sermon prep. It's a little different than I think a lot of girls do. Yeah, that's good though. That's really good. I. Uh, mm-hmm. It's interesting how we do like prepare for so many other things in life, but this, uh, the phrase, you know, I'm just going to share from my heart or whatever, like is so, you know, thrown around in church circles and stuff like that. But it's like God honors preparation. And when we are willing to, you know, go to the secret place and really get that word from him and stuff. And I took a Absolutely. class in college, uh, a speaking class and kind of, Pre- preaching and speaking and stuff really wasn't something that was on my radar. Um, but then it, when I did it, I was like, gosh, this makes me come alive. I love this so much. Like, you know, this is amazing. And uh, yeah. I had to do that kind of for summer prep. He told me this and it stuck out with me forever. He said, hook, book, look, and took uh-huh. and that's what stayed with me that idea of just kind of getting people with a story or whatever it is, hooking them in book, going into the text and look the going deep in it, the expository preaching, and then the, the took that practical application that people can walk away. I'll, I'll give you a I shout out. Now. Uh, your, the, the blog, the stuff that you do put out is so helpful. So anybody listening, thank you. Yeah, you can go to um, Amy's website and find that and, and subscribe to that. And it's incredible content. That's just mm-hmm. really, really valuable. Like I said, no matter, um, what kind of arena you are communicating in, we can all get better. And there are steps that we can take to learn. So, um, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see in young communicators?
1: There's a lot. So, let me, I feel like the the top one, I think, is wanting to preach the gospel in order to build a platform. Mm. That is a huge mistake. Yeah. And it is very prevalent because of social media, but it ends in disappointment. It ends in discouragement. It, it is the devil's playground. And I think if you really want to preach, you have to start with discipleship, Mm. start with one, start with a small group, go. You cannot care about if people know your name, that is the number one mistake because now we have these quote unquote celebrity preachers who they, they're wearing designer clothes. They care about how many millions of Instagram followers they have. And I'm not saying that that stuff is absolutely wrong. I'm saying that if you begin preaching for a platform, your motives are really given to you by the enemy. And you've got to check yourself, man. Um, another one that I feel is uh, happens a lot is overprepping. I think people are so afraid to not have anything to say that they just jam every possible revelation, they copy and paste, they, I mean, they just try to put everything they absolutely know into one message and they fall flat and they fall on their face cause it's too much and they can't keep within the time limit.
0: Yeah, that's good. How would mm-hmm. you say you kind of developed your own unique voice in navigating all this and kind of that hard thing of not just following what everyone else has said, but figuring out what you're good at and your strengths. Sure. I'm a naturally a very uh, independent person. My parents have raised me
1: to be strong and independent and voice my opinions, but I did grow up with a twin sister and we were always are constantly to this day in competition. We are heavily competitive. We are best friends. I talked to her multiple, multiple times a day, but we are very, very competitive. So growing up, I think the Lord used that to help me understand even though everyone, we were identical. So everyone always got our names wrong. She was the more popular. She was prom queen. She was the only uh, freshman that made the cheerleading squat. She was always better than me at literally everything. And that was a really good lesson from the Lord for me. I mean, I just grew up with that temptation to compare all the time. Mm -hmm. And it was only the Lord that helped pure. I mean, I really feel like he used me being a twin to purify some of that stuff and also i don't listen to a lot of women communicators when i'm prepping like if I, if i'm going to speak somewhere i just i go rogue and i literally just listen to the holy spirit because it's very tempting to want to storytell like charlotte, charlotte gamble or want to preach with authority in the sounding of my voice like priscilla shire or want to be funny like lisa harper or whatever it is it's very easy to try to be a chameleon and think that you have to speak like they do. But if you, if you're not hearing them, then you can't imitate them. Yeah. So sometimes I'll just take a little break, get with Jesus. And, and if I feel like I've lost my voice,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, if you stay silent for long enough, you'll gain your own voice back.
0: Yeah. And
1: practice, just practice, like start writing a blog, start sharing on social media, start getting a group of girls together and figure out what your personality is through practice and through reps.
0: Mm-hmm. So who are some of your, you mentioned obviously some incredible heavy hitters, but who are some mm-hmm. of your favorite uh, preachers to listen to when you are just enjoying okay. <laughs> What What do you like about them?
1: Well, Charlotte Gamble, I love her. Uh, I feel like she's brilliant. Brilliantly weaves the word in with storytelling. Mm-hmm. I tend to link to lean on storytelling as a crutch and she helps me I I try to model some of it's not all storytelling Amy you have to teach the bible as well (laughs) Um, because I just love storytelling and interacting with the crowd I like Priscilla Shire because of her uh, authority and her, her mastery of the word yeah mama Heidi Baker breaks every rule there ever is about preaching. She literally preaches on the floor while crying. Uh, <laughs> but the anointing is is so strong. I love Onika McClellan because she is mm. super simple. She passed her shoreline in, she came out of a church in Austin actually, yeah. but yeah. now she's in Dallas. She mm-hmm. just preaches, she never goes over your head. She mm. always puts the cookies on the bottom shelf her it's not overcomplicated it's simple gospel pure gospel but you can tell she loves the people that she's speaking to yeah. those are some of my favorites the, on the men's side I love uh, Robert Morris is an
0: one of the best communicators or is yeah and Jensen Franklin nice nice mm-hmm. you and Joel uh were at Gateway for a little bit right
1: yes Joel was over the prophetic and obviously Joel Stockstill my husband is my all-time favorite preacher <laughs> he preaches with such a prophetic edge. And I really have learned a lot from that.
0: Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Charlotte, um, a message she did at Pink Impact, uh, Gateway's uh. Women's Conference, just stuck with me forever. It was at mm. that conference that I really felt like a tug to pursuing ministry and really stepping into that because she is amazing. <laughs> I you love know her. what?
1: On the note of that, Rachel, mm? I think it's so vital. That's a huge reason that we need to develop our voice because when we develop our voice and when we step into what God has called us to do, it literally releases destiny over people. Mm. You go to this conference, you hear this amazing woman, Charlotte Gamble, who is not perfect, who is not a perfect communicator, but she's stepping out and what God's asked her to do and her saying yes and being obedient to develop her voice releases you to develop your voice. Yeah. That's the number one reason why we need to develop our voice. And then obviously we need to develop our voice because souls are on the line. Yeah. Um, and because the only way that the gospel actually is propagated is through our mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. That's um, That was the same story for Sadie Robertson and Alex mm-hmm. Seeley, really. Ale- uh, Sadie heard Alex Seeley preach and was like, I, that is, that's is it. it. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me. One of my favorite, another one of my friends
1: communicators, Hannah Olette. she's out of, she's in Colorado now, but I went to a conference of hers and I, the, the only way that I know to describe it is destiny. Mm. I sat under her and felt,
0: I feel, hear, sound, and see destiny. Yeah. That's so cool. I don't know her, but I know who she is. Cause, uh, I know she's connected with like, uh, Lindsay and Dominic Russo. Adam oh, Stomberg,
1: and I yes.
0: work with, with them and, Love them so much.
1: So Man, she's incredible. She's using her voice for orphans in India, right? hmm yeah. So cool. It's, they're so cool. There's so many ways for you to use your voice. That's yeah. what's so awesome about the gospel and how Jesus champions the voice of women. You don't have mm-hmm. to be on a big old stage like Charlotte Gamble. You can right. be on a podcast like Rachel, or you can have a ministry like me, or you can
0: speak up for the orphans like Lindsay. There's so many cool ways to use your voice. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, all right. So this one, I'm really excited to kind of hear your thoughts in, and we'll kind of wind down here. But what's the difference you think between self-promoting and stepping out in faith? I feel like this one's so huge because kind of like you alluded to a little bit, there is such an issue with people trying to build this platform and stuff like that. And I love Chris Kane. She says, when you're marked by God, you don't have to be marketed by man. Mm-hmm. And that's just- but there is that hard thing of like, okay, well, what does it, what does it look like for me then to kind of step out and to put some stuff out there, but not be self-promoting and just kind of the tension in that. Can you speak into that a little bit?
1: Yes, for sure. I think like with every single thing in the kingdom of God, it comes down to your heart, mm-hmm. your heart, your motives. And if you, that's why we have to stay in the presence of God every day and get in his word every day, because it is the word that. Sh- that cuts out and purifies and burns up and challenges and changes. And it the Holy Spirit, it is the washing of the word that allows us to keep going in ministry for the long haul. And you know, when you're self promoting or stepping out in faith, you know why you're doing this or you know, if you're reaching out to someone or if you're going to a conference and you w- desperately want to Im- be invited into the green room or you, you know, your heart better than anyone else. And when you're connected to the Holy spirit, even if you don't know your heart, cause th- the heart can be deceptive. He puts his finger on your heart and goes, uh-uh, that's not me. Yeah. That's not my, that's not me. Come on, Amy. Like, let's get, let's get back in line yeah. here. Um, so obviously keeping your heart pure. And then I, If you have, like for me, I don't ever ask anyone to invite me. I am constantly serving my audience at the, like the, the passion that I have for women to communicate. I'm constantly serving that audience. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to reach out to you and say, Hey, do you want me to have you on? Like, can you have me on your podcast? Because you see the value that I'm giving in my blogs, in my daily Instagram posts, in my videos, if like I have a free reading plan, I have all these resources that allow people to see that I'm not Mm self-serving. I think when you're self-promoting, it's a way of self-serving. But when you're stepping out in faith, it's actually self-less because it's hard to step out in faith especially if you're going to do it consistently. It's hard to get up every day and make a post or write a blog when people leave you mean comments. Like for me, people tell me, I'm sending people to hell. I don't know Jesus. I'm not saved. Women should be silent. I mean, there's a constant barrage of emails and uh, terrible comments. And if I was self-promoting, I would not keep doing that. <laughs> you know? like, I think you really know that. I guess if I could, paint the picture. It's self-promoting always equals self-serving and stepping out in faith is selfless. Yeah. If you're self-promoting and if you're self-serving, you will burn out just like a fire, like a, what are those? A sparkler. Yeah. You know, like you, it can light up real fast, but it's not going to go to the distance. Mm-hmm. But if you're stepping out in faith, because faith is always renewing itself, then you're always stepping out. Yeah, Because it's from faith to faith, right? From glory to glory. So you're always giving, you're always pouring because you're always in relationship with Jesus and he's always giving to you. So you're always giving what he's giving to you. And that's what the, I'll end on this. That's really where the name Let's Echo comes from. It's the words of Jesus, paraphrase John 12, chapter 49. And Jesus says, I only say what I hear my father saying. And Mm. all throughout John, we see the Holy Spirit. He only says what he hears Jesus say. Jesus only says what he hears the whole, what, what the father says. And so it's that cycle of, I go to God in prayer. I hear what he's saying. And then I say what he told me to say. And once I echo him, once I echo the heart of the father, once I repeat, once I say what he tells me to say, then I go back to him in prayer and he has something else to say. And it's that cycle and yeah. every time you that's speak, great. every time you open your mouth, it takes faith. Mm-hmm. And that's how you know you're stepping out in faith and not self promoting.
0: Really good. I love that. Well, Amy, thank you so much just for your time and for th- the stuff that you put out. It's absolutely amazing and so valuable. So, kind of tell people where they can find you, your website, Echo, Instagram, all the stuff. I
1: am on Instagram almost pretty much every day at let's echo.co. And I'm sure you'll have that in writing somewhere down in the show notes, maybe. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on there. We have the best, very best way that I can serve you. If you want to develop your voice, speak at whatever level, preach at whatever level is uh, echo weekend. It is a four day retreat held in West Palm, which is absolutely gorgeous. September 22nd through the 25th going to be perfect weather. And it's a hands-on, very practical, not for the faint of heart workshop. You will preach and you will get live feedback multiple times. And it's just a blast and it's fun. It's stretching. And it hits all four of those things that we talked about in the beginning. And that's echoweekend.com.
0: Amazing. So cool. Well, as we close today, you mind just praying over people and um, yeah, anybody that's uh, wanting to develop their voice, teach and preach and just um, do what God's called them to do. Yes,
1: absolutely. Lord, thank you for every single woman listening to the sound of my voice, no matter when they're listening to it. I thank you, Jesus, that you are the greatest champion of women's voices there is, that you pick a woman to birth you and you handpicked a woman to be the first to bring the good news of your resurrection you are for us and we are honored and we are privileged to carry the good news to carry you to the lost and hurting to carry the name of Jesus to the world that is broken give women who are listening unction power, authority, and identity in the Holy Spirit to open their mouth and to proclaim what they've heard from the Father. Let them be your echo with boldness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Amen. <laughs>